Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Grace, peace, and joy be unto you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Jim Wallace is a longtime advocate of Christian advocacy in the public sector. and He told a story a number of years ago about standing on the National Mall one day in D.C. getting ready to speak. And he looked out over a group of about a thousand people who had gathered together at that time to to lobby for some uh, bill that was currently before Congress. And as he looked out over the group of about a thousand people, he could tell a lot of them were young, single moms living in poverty. And he said, my job was to speak and my topic was hope. In a city where the currency is power, these poor Americans seemed a bit out of place, not used to having much clout in their political system. You could tell they were feeling the energy that just comes from being together. And so he told them another story about another gathering that he had been a part of years before in Mexico, high on a mountain there with leaders fighting for similar reforms all around the world in their own countries. He told the women on the mall that day what he said to those international leaders fighting for those reforms that would benefit the poor around the world. He said, I told those women on the mall that I didn't want them to waste any valuable time while they were in Washington. Instead, I wanted them to be able to quickly recognize the members of Congress whom they'd come to see. They're the ones, I told them, who walk around town with their fingers held high in the air, having just licked them and put them up to see which way the wind is blowing. It's quite a sight, men and women walking all around the Capitol grounds with their wet index fingers pointed at the sky. Political leaders are really very good at figuring out the direction of the wind and are quite used to quickly moving in that direction. He went on to explain that he had met very many well-intentioned leaders from all parties that wanted to seek real change for the marginalized over the years, but ended up feeling too much pressure to follow those that had great power and wealth. So he goes on to say, many of us believe that by replacing one wet-fingered politician with another, we can change our society. But it never really works, and when it doesn't, we get disillusioned. We then get tempted to just grumble, withdraw, or give up altogether, or on ever changing anything. But that's where we make our mistake, he says. The great practitioners of real social change, like Martin Luther King Jr. and Mahatma Gandhi understood something very important. They knew that you don't change a society by merely replacing one wet-fingered politician with another. You change a society by changing the wind. Change the wind to transform the debate, recast the discussion, alter the context in which political decisions are made, and you will change the outcomes. Move the conversation around a crucial issue to a whole new place, and you'll open up possibilities for change never dreamed of before. And you'll be surprised at how fast the politicians adjust to the change of the wind. 
I tell that story today for several reasons. The first is that I can see Mary standing there among those moms on the mall listening to Jim speak that day. Mary, a poor teenage mother who was pregnant before she was married, finds herself standing there resonating with what Jim is saying, and she feels a stirring in her belly as she recalls what the angels told her. And she suddenly bursts into song because she cannot contain the joy of what she is feeling. She knows that she has come to bear to the world the one whom the scriptures say shows favor to the poor, feeds the hungry, and scatters the rich and powerful in their conceit. I tell this story because I can see Mary singing her song on the mall that day. I tell this story because I think Christians are always called to change the wind. We're called to sing with passion the song of Mary. We're called to sing a song about our concern for the poor and powerless because it is a primary concern of God. In a statement signed by leaders for many different faith traditions a number of years ago, they said something that's probably even more true today than it was then. They said, as Christian leaders in the United States, we recognize we live in a time when political and social issues threaten to divide the church. Although there are issues on which we do not agree, we come together to affirm that justice for those in our society who live in poverty is, for all of us, a deeply held religious belief on which we are firmly united. You see, we can, we will, we do differ in our opinions on how these issues and concerns translate into policies for our government, but our concern as Christians for the powerless and the downtrodden is always a priority. It has to be a priority for people who have declared a commitment to following in the way of Jesus. We say right at the beginning of our journey of following in baptism, we declare that part of Jesus is striving for justice and peace in all the earth. We do these things because on the cross, Jesus declared in no uncertain terms his love for all, for all people. Throughout his ministry, Jesus teaches his disciples again and again what it looks like to love our neighbor with the kind of love that God bears for all of God's people. And we're reminded today that this love for all was declared even before Jesus emerged from the womb as we hear the song of Mary. The way of Jesus is the way of justice. It's a way of peace. It's a way of love for all. Our Advent conspiracy journey ends with this invitation that is an invitation to a beginning. The, this Advent, we're invited to worship fully, spend less, give more, all in preparation for this clarion call that ends it all, to love everyone, love all. But the calling to love all cannot really be an ending. To love all is constantly a new beginning. Because when we make that commitment to love all, we make a commitment to keep discovering more and more of what is hidden and need, in need of love in this world. To love all means to continually open our ears, open our eyes, our hearts, 
and to join more and more of the songs sung by those whose voices are too often silenced. To love all is to not see those in need as simply numbers, but rather as beloved children of God that have their own stories, their own needs, their own opportunities. In short, everyone in need is someone for us to love as God loves us and as God loves them. Again, we may not all agree on how to best help those in need, but we're challenged to agree that helping is always an imperative. We're challenged to seek real solutions over political and personal gain. We're challenged because these are the demands of love. I'm so inspired by the commitment of this congregation and others like it to the work that we're doing in Haiti through the Haitian Tamoon Foundation. In a year when things are falling apart worse than ever there in Haiti and the work can feel futile by our worldly standards, we are reaching deeper and deeper and more persistently to help. And this is no accident. We do this because there are people there that we now know. We do this because we love them. And we know that God loves them. And God wants to see a new day for their country. The story of HDF plays out again and again when we approach the problems of this world with love. We see it in all of these Advent projects that we've participated in here at Prince of Peace, reaching out to others in our community with loving help. Not a nebulous, theoretical love, but a tangible, relational love. Inspired and fueled by God's vision of restoration and wholeness for all. The more we can come to know people that are struggling, the greater our capacity to love and serve becomes. And like Mary, and like those whose mothers, those other mothers on the mall that day, we can see the power of that love unleashed in this world. We can trust more fully God's power to change the wind and bring healing and wholeness to all. This Christmas, lean into the commitment to love all and experience more of the explosive power of God's love to change the wind and transform the world. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.